Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade, fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Fuax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, 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 we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Fuwax, the best wax in the game. Fuwax. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations. And download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl, healthy, delicious. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only a hundred calories, all organic, no sugar, also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. It's Friday. Cheers. We got a former pro surfer, a ripper. This guy has done a tremendous job with the youth and supporting the surf community in Pismo Beach. He's an engineer. He's put on surf events. He actually has a 501c3 nonprofit and he uh, throws together a yearly annual uh, event called Still Frothy and it's part of a festival in 
and Pismo Beach. We want to hear more about that. Welcome, Walter Cerny. Yeah. Yeah, go get a beer pretty soon here, boys. Nice. <laughs> Dude, Perfect. stoked to finally make this happen. Yeah. Yes. So I almost got to meet you in the water. Too bad we didn't we didn't cross paths sooner out there in the water the other day. I know. I will uh we'll be we'll be coming up there soon. Yeah, heads up next time. Yeah, for sure. That's a little uh home away from home for us now. But um so I I just got hit up yesterday, a couple days ago by one of our friends. Before we start interviewing you, I wanted to give a shout out to this guy who's an old time surfer, HB local. Uh, I don't even know his real name, but I think everyone calls him Pops. Pops. But uh, he does uh, he does window cleaning. So anybody out there in Huntington Beach in the coastal community, his name's Pops. Window cleaning gig, uh, call him 714-580-2661. Yeah, Pops, any rips, he's out in the water like a frothy Grom, serves every day, and we love him. But That's a pure local, kind of like Butter and the boys and Parmy and those guys, one of those guys? Yeah, yeah, total old school, everybody loves him. Um, but cool, let's get started. Um, how, did, how did your love for surfing begin, Mr. Cerny? For me, I was very fortunate to grow up um, on the North Shore of Oahu and have siblings that were already into the surfing and bodyboarding before I was. My eldest sister surfed actually really well, and she surfed with uh, another girl that had a brother named Coloy Bloomfield that's a, actually a lifeguard on the North Shore and a longtime friend. Wow. And he got me motivated to get off my bodyboard, which I was standing up on, and, and enjoy him on a hardbird surfing and so I have to probably credit Colloy Bloomfield and my sister Cindy for really getting behind me to get off a damn boogie board and get on a surfboard. And what age was that at? I would say it was about 11. I was a late starter, even though I grew up on the North Shore. I didn't, I didn't want to jump on the water. I think my grandfather had to throw me in at about 10 to get me in the water because I just didn't want to swim. Yeah. So, so you were born on the North Shore? Yes. Wow, that's crazy. And um, where, where, what part of North Shore did you live? Uh, Oliva. Crazy. But but being a bodyboarder over there was pretty common. I know in other, you know, parts of the surf, you know, kind of coast, you know, along here, it's just you don't see it. In Hawaii, you see no, a lot of boogie boards. But you're also forgetting how old I am. Like the bodyboards <laughs> we were on were the original Moi boogies that you got them and you glued them together. I don't know if you guys ever knew that. They came in kits. There was an interior foam and you glued it. My dad had to glue all this crap together. So they were the, literally the, the original Mori Boogie bodyboards. So they were, there was it was an infancy in the Wait, bodyboard. You you had to put together your own boogie boards back then. Yeah, that is awesome. Hey, we didn't we didn't hear that Our from Dad Lane told us that no. anyway. Maybe he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> so so your sister, she was a surfer. Yes, she okay. was really good. Huh, that's crazy. And because uh, back then there wasn't that many girl surfers, right? I mean. You know, no, there, there wasn't a, a lot. There were some really well-known Hawaiian pro surfers. I mean, there was the Lynn Boyer and a Marva Rel, Orberg. And Rel Sun. Rel Sun and a, a few of those women like that. There were there, there were more Hawaiians, I think, back then. Mm-hmm. Sherry Gross and, and those girls, they all ripped. But I don't remember much as far as outside of Hawaii back then. Yeah. Huh. So what, uh, what were your parents born there too or are they transplants? Transplants. Okay. My dad uh, My dad worked for CNH Sugar for... Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. 
Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. For years over there. Oh, wow. That's cool. California Hawaii Sugar Company. That's right. <laughs> is that what it <laughs> that's, my, that's my connection. Yeah. California Hawaii Surfing. <laughs> nice. nice. So 11 years old, late bloomer. Did you take to it pretty uh, quickly? Did you progress pretty quickly? I think so, because I think, like I said, standing up on a bodyboard was kind of tricky. And so I did that for about a year. And, and I think the movement over to surfing was, was pretty easy, except for there was a few times where I got whacked in the head or something. I wanted to quit because I'm like, screw this hardboard stuff. Let's yeah. get me back on a bodyboard. But I think my dad was probably probably whacking me in the head, too, when after I, and telling me to get back on a surfboard. So. <laughs> So he's stuck with surfboard, thankfully. No pressure, no pressure. Was your dad <laughs> no a surfer too? What's that? Was your dad into surfing too? He was, but he was he was he was very much a, no, a very much a novice. He he worked too much, and he was into diving and skiing. He's a really great skier, uh, but his surfing was was lacking. But nice. he loved it. Cool. So cool. so, what kind of board did you uh, hand me down, or did you what, did you get your sister's board, or where, did you go to the shop? What what board did you get? I think my first board was like a, a lightning bolt board that one of my sisters, one of her hand-me-downs for sure. I think yeah. it was a, a single wing swallow single fin. So, or single bump, I should say. Yeah. You know, swallow tail single fin. And and you said uh, Chloe Bloomfield was uh, your partner in crime in the beginning? Yes. Yep. Okay. And he's a goofy footer, right? He is. Yeah. Like skinny, blonde-haired kid, rode for locomotion. Yep, that's Kaloe. Yep, and he, before that, he wrote for Dick Brewer. I was always envious. He had these killer Dick Brewer custom boards when we were kids. They were so amazing. Nice. Yeah, I remember him. He was, very, he was a very talented surfer as yeah, well. Yeah, I remember him tearing it up when I came over in the '90s a lot. He, he was definitely ripping. He's still holding it down at Chun's, uh, being a lifeguard over there. You should get. You should snap him on the program. He's a classic dude. He's got. I don't know how he does it, but his memory is incredible. That guy remembers everything way back when i mean wow. he dropped names on me i'm like how the hell do you remember that stuff yeah how funny do you get over there often you ever go uh, we try to go a couple times a year yeah cool so um did you start surfing contests or how old were you when you when you start surfing contests i think the first contest came pretty quick because uh thankfully the guys at the elite surf center always had the menuhuni contest which yeah. was really a great thing when you look back on it and what they did for the community, and it's still going. I think it's, I don't remember how many years they've been running now, 40-something uh, years of the Menahuni Classic. And, you know, all my buddies, Kolohe, Mike Walsh, Brock Little, Clark Little, all those guys ran it. So it was kind of natural for them to push me to be in it. And oddly enough, the first year I was in it, I took third. So I was 
pretty energized the first year in. Yeah. Sick. I think I think people don't realize what a kid friendly like beginner wave like Haliva is like you know like you go down there and it's like family and parties on the beach and it's a really good like spot and you know you only see pretty much footage of when it's super gnarly but it's just it's got you know it's got this killer little like reform the kids are playing in the shore break and um, we we love it doing beach days over there yeah no it's definitely killer I know Kaloi sent me a video a while back where he had his, his kids were out surfing the inside and then Ken Bradshaw who both Kaloi and I rode his boards for for a long time we're sitting on the beach and his kids were out there surfing with Kaloi's kids on like a day like you were talking about where it's you know waist high and it's a perfect great little spot for the the kids to go learn yeah so you would how long did you live on the north shore until i was about i think 17 16 or 17 so um were you actively surfing contests all the time or yeah i I, but i didn't have much luck after that first event i don't know if it was because i was a howley but there was a lot of contests that had come in and people would be like hey i think you got second or third in that and i end up in fifth or sixth so (laughs) it was it was discouraging but i still kept doing them i don't know why i was a glutton for punishment or something yeah i kept doing them because it was fun to go with the boys and hang out at the beach and watch them make the finals and all that stuff but they were great guys to learn from. I mean, so many guys like the Napoleons and Todd Chesser and Brock and all those guys. It was, it was just like the surf contests were so much fun back then. You actually hung out with your buddies. And yeah. I don't know, it seems different to me nowadays, but, you know, that kind of spread out, you know, guys from town all hung out with the guys from the country and stuff. So it was just good times. Yeah. Did you guys, was there events like on like Bulls and Sandy Beach? And was there other events around? Yeah. yeah. Yep. There was Queens. I remember Queens it was a was a fun one, but. Queens was always so tough, and yeah. then Bulls, and Bulls is tough because those guys that know Bulls were it's such a yeah. you know, and and Chuns I think where there was one at Haleiwa. I would say if I remember those four. There might have been one at Makaha. I'm pretty sure there was My, Miley Point but, maybe or the Makaha. Yeah. yeah, yep, Miley and Ali'i. So yeah, there was it was kind of HSA was the thing back then. I think yeah. HSA is still around as well. Yeah, I think so you must. Uh, we had Kaipo Guerrero on the show a while back. You must have uh, had some run-ins with him, right? Yep, not running in a bad way, too. but surf contest wise, yeah. We we also had like I don't know what how we formed it or what started it, but we had a little pack called the Water Rats, and uh, you know there are a couple townies in it from too, like Kaipo and a lot of the country kids, like you know Ricky, also Ricky Irons, and all those guys were in it. It was kind of our little you know fun little surf club we had. Yeah, we we do a little contest on the side, you know, to just on our own too. That's yeah. funny, Ricky Irons. Um, I didn't know he was from the North Shore either. Was he from North Shore or South Shore? Yep. He's North Shore. Yeah. That's yeah, I think I he's been – I don't know how long he, he's he been over here for quite a while too. Yeah. What, what – um, like what was your like your your local spot? Was it like you're in Haleiwa? Did you guys have transportation to go up and surf, you know, like back door, Rocky Point? You know? No. we we're, I was a Lonnie's guy, Lonnie Camp. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we had waves there. So it was – I just pretty much did that most of the time. It was easy. Not much for transportation. It's not like over here where you could jump on the bus and take your board. You kind of either had a bummer ride from you know yeah. somebody's sister or your older sisters drove you. So most of the time we just stayed locally. And, and in the summer when it was small, we'd dirt bike. Or that's probably in the summertime is probably when we'd hitch rides from sisters and go to town or yeah. and go hang, out, go hang out in town all day or go hang out by Kahuku and surf over there too. That's awesome. So you spent most of your childhood on the North Shore. Um, Yes. 
So how you know we, we talk about it with with uh, with Ross. We had Ross Williams on the show too, and you know he he grew up, he grew up down the street too. Yeah, that's that's cool. So was that your like uh, little little pack like him and Brock Little and Chloe? Yep, at Ronald Hill was another guy who and turned up being yeah. a really good uh, longboard surfer, and he's still around living over there. Nice. Doesn't surf as much as he should. Yeah, we had, there was a, a good group out there. The Budros, Noah and Christian, before yeah. they, you know, you know probably Noah from HB now, but yeah. Yeah. for a while. But he grew up right down the street from us, and we all those guys were part of our water rat pack. That's a, that's a bunch of howlies, though, bro. <laughs> <laughs> talking yeah, a bunch of howlies. Maybe the North Shore's had too much. Hey, don't tell Colloy that or Ronald. They're both Hawaiian. Let's give you smack. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, awesome. So uh, tell us uh, who was your, you know, who was your first uh, sponsors? Uh, first sponsor was Ken Bradshaw, and uh, I mean, it's you know, Ken Ken was a cool dude, and he sponsored Kolohe, and I don't know if you guys ever knew Jason Majors, who was you yeah. know a legend then, and Ronnie Burns, and and uh, trying to remember some of the other guys that you know, Aaron Gern- Aaron Gerberic was another guy that was on Ken Bradshaw when I was there, so he was definitely the first one. But he was a character because he was so damn stubborn about thrusters. He always wanted us on single fins, so we we had to write single fins longer than we wanted to. That's funny. Wow, old school right there. Maybe that, that yeah. he had. A he bit. didn't believe twin. He didn't believe in twin fins, and he didn't believe in thrusters. Well, you can't tell Chandler what to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all. He won't listen. That's funny. What about uh, like uh, clothing sponsors or, or shop sponsors? I didn't have any shop sponsors over there or clothing sponsors. Like I said, I, I was I was D team over there in HSAs. I got I got shut down in contests, so all my friends rode for guys over there. But I was always jealous of you know Brock and those guys riding for HIC, and they had the raddest airbrushes, and you know Jeannie Chester always did the killers airbrushes for those guys, and and she's still around and. And did a killer airbrush for me a while back with checkers and all that stuff. So oh, that's cool. I was jealous of that. I really didn't get sponsors until I moved to California. Yeah. What What was like, you know, the like the shops like scene? Where you know, there's a couple of good shops in in Hollywood. Like where was there a spot? You know, spots you went and watched like surf movies and hung out. At? Was there any shops that? God, the only shop there was two shops. There was the Barry Kanatapui shop, BK which was next door to Stordos, which I think Stordos is actually still in the same same vicinity, maybe the same building, but they might have flipped sides. And so, you know, that was the big surf shop in Hollyiva. And then I forgot the name of the one at, uh, maybe you guys remember, by Cammy's. There was, maybe there's Sunset Surf Shop. I can't remember. I think there was one down there, but there really wasn't much on the North Shore. Yeah. And as far as movies, I mean, we had the Hollyiva Theater until they mowed that down for McDonald's. So there was, that was that was pretty some pretty classic stuff. I think if my parents knew what the well the older guys were doing at those movies, they wouldn't have never <laughs> let us go. Yeah, I mean, was, everything went down in those movies. It was no, scary. no smoke alarms in that building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no smoke alarms, no, no beer alarms, no whatever you got no alarms. But we we always talk about that like nostalgic like old school theater. You know, watching watching the the surf movies that came out and how impactful it was on the big screen and, and having the generations of surfers, you know, all there under one roof, all celebrating like surf. And we miss, we miss those times. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, I think the vibe just kind of was, was so different and it created such, you know, 
it created respect, I think, for your elder surfers, and you got to you know rub elbows with the you, the guys you were there were your heroes. The yeah. for me, the Dwayne Websters and the Mike Latronics and all those guys would be at those movies. And as Groms, we were chatting with them or sitting right next to them, or or their beer would roll by us and hit us in the leg or something. It was. Yeah. Pretty cool. I mean, those movies were packed, and it was and it was just different nowadays. I mean, the whole crowd went nuts when somebody got a killer wave. It's not like you go see a super movie, a theater nowadays, and people are quiet. It yeah. was just just a different atmosphere. It was just really cool. Yeah, the whistling, the intro, like every, every like you said, the, the, the vibe. Right before it starts, the whole place starts whistling and hooting and yeah. hollering. As soon as the lights go down, the lights go down. <laughs> so, so growing up. On the North Shore, you know, you've got, you said your spot was Lana Ikea, you surf Haleiwa, like, there's so many spots, Pipeline, Sunset, you know, Velzyland. Did you surf all those places? Were you able to, like, freely go to all those different places? I, not really. I mean, it was kind of a different time and era back there, I think. For you know, I mean, you had the hui that was a, a major presence, and you know the black shorts and all that stuff, and and there was respect and etiquette back then, which I think is sadly lacking nowadays. And so, you know, you kind of knew your spots. And as beginners, you know, I would surf the inside at Lonnie's, and I wouldn't go get in the way of the elder guys at, at Lonnie's that knew what they were doing, and and the better surfers. And the times we'd go surf, you know, we'd surf like Malakahana, which is Goat Island, and you know that's kind of the summer spot. Or, you know, Inside Sunset, where, you know, the little double-ups there, or Monster Mush and all that stuff. But for me, you know, I didn't really surf pipe or all that stuff just because I was kind of intimidated by the crowd. So I just chose to surf, you know, in front of my house near Lani Kea and just yeah. get as many waves as I could without, you know, the debate. Yeah. Or the half. Yeah, it's it's interesting, right? Even, like, listening to you, because you, you grew up pretty much until you were 17, right in the heart of it um and, and even you still say it's it was difficult to do right because i mean that's that's to, i'm not a big wave surfer at all <laughs> nor am i nor am i <laughs> but you know you're you're kind of you have to when you live there right yeah. like your 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 friends will be like dude what the heck you're being a wuss you know like you kind of have to uh, step up when when the conditions are right and it's perfect. I'm sure, you know, your 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 pals are like egging you on, saying, "Hey, we're out there, right?" You're like, yeah, uh, yeah, was, you guys Brock, are." <laughs> that Brock was so far ahead of his time. You know, Brock would be the guy that all the rest of us would be sitting on the inside, and Brock would be up charging. You know, double overhead waves on the outside, and then as we got older. Him and Chesser really would push everybody and start pushing them more and more towards the outside. But maybe that's why I moved over here. I was afraid. <laughs> <laughs> this is my exit out. So, yeah. so um, going back to to you being younger and growing up, and you know, being on the North Shore, and every year the circus, you know, the world comes to the North Shore, right? Triple Crown of surfing. Like, um, tell us, you know, some of the times that. Uh, like you saw Sean Thompson, you know, Peter Townsend, Kanga, like, you know, even, even, Lopez. The, yeah, even the local people, like, that must have been so, because, like, for us, that's like, you know, a generation or two, well, you know, <laughs> you can say I'm all, I'm Lin, old. Lin, 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 Lin's old, I'm not, but, yeah, but, but just, 
I mean, our local spot, we had one event here, which was like the US Open or the OP Pro, but like you had, you know, the Triple Crown. And we just wanted to get that experience from a local kid and what it was like going to those events on the beach. And yeah, did you go to the events and, and like. Yeah. It, it was out. pretty amazing. I, I think the one, and I, I wish I could find it, is probably buried in the attic somewhere. I, I've got to go dig around and search for it. And I keep telling myself to go look for it, but I keep forgetting was was the Hall Eva contest. And I think it was like when it was on ABC and everything. And I remember all those guys you just named. I got all their autographs on my OP. I think it was actually the OP Pro too. I at, think it at was, Hall. yeah. And I got them all the autograph, my cheesy foam hat. I got, you know, I think the great, you know, the Sean Thompson, the Mike Thompson. I think even Reno Abelera might have been in that, and Mike Ho. And, you know, there were so many other great Hawaiian surfers, too, like, you know, the, the Mark Liddells, the, the guys, Bobby Owens, guys that don't get a whole lot of rep. And, you know, and obviously the, the major guys like Dan Kealoa. I think I had all those guys sign that hat. So yeah. as a grind, that pretty damn cool just to have that. And also the Aussies and all that that were there. But, you know, it was cool. And, and Pipe, too. Pipe was another amazing one. I mean, it just, yeah. you know, just to sit there in awe and watch those guys. And, you know, from watching it as a kid up to an adult, I got to see some pretty cool stuff go down. I mean, I even saw California Chris Menzi do well and Joy Baran. I got to witness both of those lives. So that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Frohoff, too, had a had a couple. Uh... Oh, he was great there. Yeah. And actually, McNulty, uh, Brian McNulty did very well there one year. I think yeah. he made the quarters. Yeah. The, the Boothie, Boothie brother. Boothie made a final, or he might have made two. Maybe two. Yeah. Couple I think California I was gone boys. by then. He's a kid. Yeah. So <laughs> so tell us, did you ever experience pipe? Did you ever surf pipe? I did, and I, I only surfed it on the smaller days. Again, the crowd was just so intimidating. Yeah. And, you know, I think, you know, being out of your element, that wasn't really my spot. And there were so many good surfers or great surfers there that I just tended to say, well, I'm going to get one wave out there in two hours or I'm going to get 30 waves by my house in an hour. And I would just tend to do that. Yeah, yeah. the pecking, pecking order back then and even today is still pretty pretty stacked. And it's heavy. heavier now, right? And Yeah. Well, I mean, see, you had the Perry Danes and the Dane Killers and, you know, the Johnny Boy Gomes back then. So it was it was very intimidating, to say yeah. the least. And, and those guys... <laughs> Marvin Foster. Yeah. yeah, and Marvin. Marvin was amazing. And those guys are all getting, like, waiting for the perfect waves, and you're getting the scraps and the closeouts, and <laughs> yeah, most likely going to hit reef. But that's, but that's how surfing should be, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's yeah. to me, is something that has been lost in surfing. It's, you know, be it your spot down there or, or the spot up here, you know, you're getting hassled by kids that are just beginners where yeah. back then we, we stood back and we thought, like, Hey, that's the guy's the best guy in the water. Let him catch the best wave. Yeah. That's, you know, it's just a different, it's interesting to see that the changes was, was Ronnie, Ronnie Burns in that, that group too. Is he around that same age? Huh? Yes, he was. Like I said, that, that was, I've got a, a great old picture of him, Kolohe, Aaron, uh, Ken Bradshaw, Aaron Gerbach, uh, and who's the other one in the picture? Oh, when we were up for Bradshaw, Ronnie was, Ronnie was a cool dude. Nice. He was, yeah. Quiet, but he was that guy ripped. If yeah. you go look at his boards too, you think about how ahead of it the time he was. That guy rode the smallest boards in massive pipe and massive indo like years before guys were doing it. And he was a big dude, right? Pretty tall. Yeah, like compared to you know other, you know, the average surfer. Yeah, and he still served really well and everything. He was a big lanky dude, but he ripped. And yeah. we all—he was another guy we all looked up to. He was amazing. I remember watching him in in some of those Billabong movies at Rocky uh, Rocky Laughs, and yeah, he was he was getting like fins out, you know, kind of almost doing that lip slide back then. Definitely progressive. 
Yeah, and like I said, look how small those boards are back then. It was pretty amazing when you think about it that back in the early 90s, or I think is when those were, right? Is that about those the Billabong movies were? Yeah, late, late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. So um, I hate to like keep asking you about surf spots, but, you know, just just trying to gauge like, you know, be, you being a Grom, being a, a white kid in Hawaii, right? Um, what about like Waimea or Sunset or those places did you ever try to surf those places or i did i surfed waimea probably like two or three times and had fun and scared shitless but fun yeah. same with sunset i got sunset actually one of my biggest giantest barrels of all time there and, and uh it was classic because i got my had six buddies out and none of them saw it and i'm like oh maybe that wasn't a great barrel but i, I went home that night and my mom was running to a couple aussies next door and they're like hey mate were you wearing a floral wetsuit at sunset and i said yeah and they both just literally started, they were having beers deep, and they started jumping around. They're like, mate, that barrel was fucking mental. We saw the barrel, and I'm like, oh, somebody saw it. That's awesome. In, in front of your mom? Uh, no, my oh. mom was You know, my mom was in the house, but I oh, was okay. just so ecstatic that somebody saw it. But, I mean, they were just pumped. I mean, they were more excited than I was. I mean, I love Aussies because Aussies just, they get they get surfing. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, I, that, like I said, I've, I've got sunset three or four times. Again, the crowds are just so gnarly at some of those spots, and I think – I think one of my three times out there, Johnny Boy told me to paddle in, and I asked Bradshaw what to do, and he's like, well, just when he paddles next to you, make sure you go to the to go get smashed in the whitewash, get pounded, and paddle back out. And wow. Sure enough, I did. So, like I said, you know, just you got to respect, you know, that's, yeah. that's good guy's spots. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine having to deal with not only big waves, but big locals, <laughs> you know? Because it's like, you know, you, you have one thing that's like, there and you're trying to master it but then you have these dudes that are like you know you want to respect them but then you you're you know you're like well i want to get my i want to get this i want to try to get a, a bomb but then you know you want to be respectful and then don't want to cross paths with the wrong people like John boy goes <laughs> yeah yeah but it was so bizarre because you have guys like that and then i remember one of my other times i surfed at sunset at like a, a 10 foot giant west closeout came in and my leash broke and i was out as far as far as you can be and it was probably my second time out there and i start swimming for the channel and i hear this guy scream at me and i'm like oh crap i thought you know my board hit somebody and i turn around and it's mike ho and i'm like oh no i hit mike ho and he goes he goes what are you doing I, I go, wrong i'm way. swimming in he yeah. goes no 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 swim. he goes he goes see that house right there he goes swim straight for he goes whatever you do just swim straight at that house go over the shallow zone don't even worry and I'm like, oh, okay, thank you so much. So I just start swimming straight in, and I hear I hear him screaming again. I'm like, oh no, what did I do now? And I turn around and he goes, wait, wait, wait. And he stands up on his board and he like looks around and he goes, no set, go now, go now. And I was just to this day, I just like I didn't know that I didn't know Michael at all. And I'm just like, that was the coolest thing I ever yeah. experienced. You know, one of the Hawaiian guys. I was like, that is cool. He didn't have to do that. He could have just let me go get stuck in the rip for an hour or whatever. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah, I remember. And I got to thank him about a year ago, and he laughed. That's awesome. I, I remember seeing like Michael and like Bobby Owens and a couple guys. It'd be ten foot, and they wouldn't even be wearing leashes. They would just surf sunset without a leash because they just knew where to go, how to dodge, and I would trip out. I'm like, what? Yeah. I know how good was Bobby Owens too. Like, yeah. Talk about underrated. That guy was so smooth. And he's not even from from Hawaii. He's from Florida originally, right? I can't remember when he was there. He was a Hawaiian or local there. I don't know yeah, how long yeah. he had yeah, been there. I think um, I heard it from somebody else, but he's from Florida originally. 
But uh, so how about uh, surf trips? Did you take any any surf trips when you were younger? Not really. I I, I don't think so. Didn't no. have to be living on the North Shore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To, to, to town. Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. went to, to Bowls. What, what about I'm like mad. other islands? You, you go over to Kauai or Maui to surf? No, not at all. That really wasn't a thing back then. Yeah. I mean, I don't think kids, there was no money in surfing back then. And, and most of the younger guys, I mean, HSA, I don't think even was inner island back then. I think we were just all on Oahu. I don't know what the outer islands did. Crazy, huh? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if they had their own things. I mean, you have to imagine because I know, you know, there was Kaipo Hakias that grew up pretty damn good over there on Kauai. So I'm sure at some point, you know, it kind of started to kick in. Are those those guys really had to travel more than us? Yeah, yeah. Little weekend adventure over to to Oahu for the for the events. Do you yep. remember ever getting a shot in mag or when you were younger, living in Hawaii? I'm sorry, say that again. Did you ever get a shot in the mag? Uh, it was just a water rats one. Um, it was actually uh, not Warren Bolster, but um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the guy that took the picture. But yeah, it was like a little editorial, a little black and white. But it was just us standing like by Lonnie's on the beach, Brock, Clark, Kolohe, and, and Todd Chester. So that was my, my claim to fame when I was young. <laughs> nice, nice. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Bernie. Bernie Baker is the one who took the picture. Bernie. So you were kind of... Uh right in the mix of of the new school right like yes when i was just ahead of all the new school guys i mean they i grew up being the elder of them like ross you know ross lived down the street from us and you know we surf with ross all the time and then kelly would come stay at the hills and dorian would come stay at the hills and the hills were you know eight houses away from where i lived too. and so you know I, I grew up surfing with all those guys too yeah so that kind of is a interesting little story right because uh here you are, you know, you're, you're a North Shore local um, and all these little, you know, little rats are coming to your land and and they're, you know, I mean, not, like Ross is, Ross is a local, Shane's a local, but like Kelly and Chris Malloy and yeah. this guy even. I, well, yeah, I mean, everybody, you know, went over there for the winter, you know, whether it's just for a few weeks or a few months but i mean that was the deal you wanted to be in hawaii every winter and yeah you did whatever you could just to, to stay there <laughs> yeah exactly you slept on floors you didn't care you didn't need a hotel you didn't need to go rent an airbnb that was the whole different thing with surfing too kids just there was 10 people on the floors at the hills you know what i mean or at the malloys i mean you just poured out yeah um so after after the north shore you would you say you moved back to California at 17? Yes. Okay. And and what what, what was the reason for, for that? Well, I, it was my father was very adamant that us all, all of us kids went to college. And I wasn't the best in high school over there. So to get well, – actually, I should you know, say he wanted us to go to college in California. Yeah. He didn't believe in the colleges in Hawaii. So to get to a college in California, my grades were nowhere good enough. And so – there was a family that actually, so my father was pretty adamant that all of us kids went to college in California and my GPA in high school in Hawaii was probably borderline D minus. And so uh, I knew the only way I was going to get into college in California was get residency. So there was a family that lived down the street from us on Oahu and they, they moved actually down the street here in, in a, uh, Napomo. And so 
I had an option to move in with them or uh, my grandparents who were down in interior LA kind of area. I looked on a map and I said that Napomo looks a lot closer to the ocean. So fortunately I chose here and I've been here ever since. Nice. Nice. So you moved here by yourself or with your parents? Uh, by myself. Oh, at 17. Yeah. But I live with a family. I think I'm at 16 or 17. I can't even remember. It's been so long. 16 nice. maybe. My and junior year. Were you... Were you bummed that you were leaving paradise? I don't know. It was weird. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't know what possessed me at that age to do it, but I just, you know, I felt, you know, pressured to and inclined to get, get into a college over here because, like I said, all my buddies were doing well at surfing, but I wasn't. So I just knew, you know, my path, if I was going to make one, would, wasn't going to be surfing at that time. So yeah. I just, you know, moved over here with a great family that I knew, and I was fortunate enough to, to live with them for a couple of years. You, you had to do the hard reality check and say, <laughs> yeah, this has been fun and games, but I'm going to, I'm going to move from the frying pan into the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I had a strict dad. So I think, you know, his disciplining and, uh, you know, his pushing is, you know, the, probably the, the common denominator, what forced it over here. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, you had good, good upbringing and good parents and always had best intentions, you know, sometimes it's, you know, not everybody has or that is that fortunate, but you know, well, that's a big move to grew up in Hawaii and move, move somewhere else in California and not ha not be with your parents at that age. You're, you're, yeah, you're, it was pretty wild because I think I left the second week of high school, my senior year. I'm like, ah, time to go, and I I don't know. Like I said, I look back on it and it was kind of it's kind of bizarre, but yeah, just, I don't think I could have done that to tell you the truth, Walt. <laughs> I would have been I, kicking and if screaming. I look back, I'm like, what was I doing? Yeah, I, I would have said, Dad, you're going to have a surf bum for a kid. Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I look back now, I'm like, what an idiot. But I don't know. I mean, it worked out well, so I can't complain. Is so, that so you went to school and you ended up going to college and getting a degree and everything? But you left. Yeah. You left. Before, you left. Uh, you spent senior year in high school here? Uh, junior and senior year. Yeah. So that's kind of that's a big transition man so yeah so not only did you have to like make new friends right you had to make new friends in the lineup and and norcal <laughs> how was how was that transition to norcal localism it was it wasn't hard because i grew up in hawaii understanding it yeah. and i think you know people people surfers nowadays would probably not understand it at all i mean pismo for as bad as a wave as it, it, it can be we had pretty mean locals yeah. i mean you know, it was funny because I thought, oh, you know, being from Hawaii, you know, people will be cool. But some of the older guys is like, you're still a kid. Go down the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're down there until we go in or, you know, you're catching the scraps. But fortunately, you know, growing up in Hawaii, I was used to that. It's like, you know, hey, I know my spot. Yeah. You know, stay in my lane. It's kind of crazy. Like we said, we wish that those things still kind of existed, right? For yeah. selfish reasons. <laughs> yeah. now, now I, don't got... I don't condone violence, but I think a little bit of ribbing and a little bit of you know duct taping the groms of the pier, or you know a little bit of a little bit of ridicule, is goes a long way. But yeah. I don't know. That's bullying nowadays, I guess. It, it's it's not bullying, but it's, it categorizes yeah. bullying. Yeah. It's, it's, it's called character, people. Character and character, <laughs> character development. Getting get, getting that that chicken skin a little thicker, man. Don't be a little wuss. Yeah, exactly. So so you move over here. You you get 
What wetsuit did you uh, wear? Yeah, how how was that going? Have you even worn a full suit up until that time? Uh, I still get crap because I think I put the first one on uh, inside out, and I think I put the booty booties on outside the wetsuit. So yeah, I've got a couple booties <laughs> that still hold that over me. That I think it's a, is uh, awesome. The O'Neill, remember the O'Neills with the white or yellow shoulders? Yeah, that's my and blue body. I think that's my first wetsuit. Just colder than hell, like overlock seams, just awful. Awful. Oh, yeah. They were so bad. I mean, oh, my God. Oh. I mean, for those I, think, that... I had so many friends that told me in Hawaii, they're like, well, you're going to get in the water there and you're going to want to move back. Yeah. And I don't know. Like I said, the water was pretty damn cold. I think nowadays it, it's like, whatever. It's so nice. Wetsuits are so good. You don't even notice. But uh, I, like I said, yeah, the water was pretty damn cold. I'm surprised I didn't move back. Well, over, yeah. overlock full suits shouldn't even, shouldn't even be made. Like overlock does not even hold the water out. It just goes right through. Like yeah. they shouldn't even. <laughs> they were so bad. It should be illegal. <laughs> they should be illegal. Those seams are like about. saw blades. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They just cut that, your that, There's that too. Yeah. The rash. Oh. So, you, you're obviously surfing as much as possible, right? Still, even though you're in northern or central California, who who uh, who became your your surf buddies? Like uh, back then, I, you know, it's was, it was pretty fortunate that it was. You know, I guess surfers. Back then, it was just kind of a tight-knit group. I mean, there was a great bunch of surfers at Aurora Grande High School that, you know, I ended up budding with. And, you know, a guy named Frank Richardson was my, actually my first friend, and we're still friends nowadays. And he's a great surfer. And, you know, Chris Dahl, Jeff Bucknam. And back then, it was kind of cool because we had, like, there was rivalry surf shops. I'm sure you guys experienced down there when you were kids. But there was, you know, JG and Wallboards, which was kind of like, the devil and the angels, you know, between, yeah. you know, because one was, you know, they were, you know, the ragers and the partiers and the other were the good kids. And, and it was fun. I mean, there was, you know, there was, there was, I don't know if you'd call it animosity. There was rivalry between the, you know, yeah. both shops, but it was fun. And it was, and it was, to me, it was a healthy rivalry. So JG, is that what you said? JG? Yeah, Jer- Jerry Grantham. Okay. And were they the ragers and you guys were the, okay. yeah, they were the mean guys, the older guys that, you know, sent us down the beach and, and uh, PJ Wall is a great human and a really great local shaper and mm-hmm. surfer. He still shapes. I actually surfed with him him this morning. He's he's incredible. He charges. Nice. Uh, I'm not quite sure how old he is. We have a couple guys up here that are in their 70s and they just blow my mind daily. I mean, not daily, but when I see them surfing. Yeah. You know, there's Mark Campbell, PJ Wall, Tim McKenna. Uh, I, there's days I pull up at the beach and I'm like, that guy's ripping. And I'm like, wait a minute, that's. Marco, he's you know seventy two. That's amazing. I mean, the guy's going straight up and then getting barrel. I'm just like, it's it's that's that's the cool thing about surfing. I think is just yeah. the camaraderie and and the elder statements we have and you know that represent us. Yeah, fountain of youth. We always say it, but you know, it is. surfing is the fountain of youth. For yeah, sure. but some guys, you know, I'm gonna have to ha- have you do some research and figure out what their diet and exercise is. <laughs> I'm always yeah. looking into that kind of stuff to prolong the. Uh, the flexibility and you know stamina right (laughs) drink lots of water kids drink lots of water as i've gotten older that's key yeah h2o they always say we're always dehydrated you know yeah i was talking to scotty martinson from channel islands this morning and we both have had kidney stones in our life so if you guys are getting older drink tons of water I, i i take my big glass of water with me to the beach every day or not but i mean my clean canteen or whatever make sure i drink a big thing of water when i'm done nice so did you finally get some sponsorship uh, over here? Or yes. Did you want to? So, so PJ Wall or Wallboards was my first shop sponsor yeah. over here. And uh, they were great. And they ended up linking me up with Billabong, which 
is is comical because not comical, but it's funny when you look back at it. it was Bob Hurley and Mark Reeder, and yeah, I think they they were a tiny. I want to say like fifteen hundred square foot building right next to the giant Quicksilver building that was there where I think Volcom is nowadays. Yeah, and so it's cool because. I'm still with Billabong, and I got to watch them go from you know 1,500 square foot to probably what what's their buildings now like 150,000 square feet. So it's been an interesting you know shock to see. So those you know and uh, you know you know the, the, I went through several random wetsuit sponsor over the years. You know I got if, obviously when you had Billabong, you wanted to ride for Peak. Yeah. And then yeah. there's Rip Curl and Victory, and you know Rip Curl because Tommy in those red and yellow suits and Gurr in those suits. So. It's and victory because the custom suits, you know, that yeah. was a great place too. So yeah, you guys, you guys are HB guys. Is yeah. victory still around in any shape or form? No, victory is done. Yeah, uh, we haven't seen that. Greg Wade, who started or did victory in America, yeah, works with uh, Excel wetsuits. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys do you guys remember the guy Scott? I think he did the team at, at victory. Scott Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Redhead Baldwin. Yep. And he, yeah. He, he, yeah. And he was the Atlanta Falcons fan. I don't know. But hey, now that you bring up football, uh, guess who I oh, talked no, to you no. today? He said you get the worst airbrushes. Wait, who said that? <laughs> your sponsor. One of your sponsors, dude. Scott Anderson said uh your your Viking uh <laughs> your Viking air sprays are the worst. Oh, well he got me so bad one time because I said, because he would always ask me what I want for an airbrush, and they had, there was a couple of really good airbrushes down there. One was at Hawkinson, a guy named Cliff that was, Cliff was amazing, and sadly, he passed at a pretty early age, I think, from cancer, but Cliff was amazing. He was at Hawkinson, and I could say, give me something gothic and purple and yellow, and I'd come back with the craziest I, I feel bad for my sponsors when I look back at it now. I'm like, man, I wonder what they paid for those airbrushes. <laughs> but but Ando one time, I'm like, hey, Ando. He's like, what do you want for airbrush? I'm like, just give me something purple and yellow. Well, he actually did it to me twice. I'm like, just give me something purple and yellow. I'm like, your airbrush is good, right? He's like, oh, yeah. So the one time I come back, and it's a full Danny Kwok board, purple oh, and yellow dots. I'm awesome. not even kidding. And Aaron Lloyd walks up to me at Pismo. He's like, Walt, nice dots. I'm like, he's like, where's the glitter? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, Ando, you suck. So, so that was the one time he got me. And then the other time he got me is I did this really cool, drew it up, airbrush. I'm like, okay, Ando, I want purple and yellow. I get the board back. It's purple and pink. And everybody's like, nice board, Kim Merrick. I'm like, oh, wow. You that guys awesome. And it was a great board too. That's what that that's, one was. That's really usually what, yeah. Stuff. Usually what happens, huh? It'll be like magic board when you get a purple and pink board. <laughs> yeah. Good luck reselling that. that. <laughs> so so uh, you rode for Billabong. How how old were you when you connected with Reader and Hurley? I want to say that was eighty four. Wow. Yeah, eighty four. And uh, Tim uh, Tim Finley was the the sales rep up here, and and he kind of helped helped it along and. Tim's a really great NorCal surfer and, and a local up in, you know, in the San Francisco area. And he was, he kind of spearheaded it and he was, he's always been a great guy behind me. And even when Billabong, you know, in the Hurley and Billabong split, you know, he went with Billabong and I was like, eh, I mean, I was at, at you know, elder then and I didn't really know, but Tim was awesome. He put in a good word to Billabong with me. So I went that route instead of going the Hurley route. Yeah. Yeah. That's such a, a golden age of uh, the surf industry, right? When when Billabong yeah. was coming up and Gotcha was blowing up and Quicksilver was I, killing Gotcha it. was so good and, and Life's a Beach and all yeah. that stuff. 
So were you doing contests then too or? Yes, and I did a hell of a lot better over here. Nice, <laughs> so, nice. So yeah, I was doing a lot of WSAs, uh, actually all the WSAs and as many NSSAs as I could. It was kind of cool because I think I was 18 as a senior and I could kind of write my excuses to leave. So I would, I think every weekend, almost every weekend I was doing an event. So yeah. it was it was pretty cool how much contests there were back when we were kids. Yeah, especially if you if you did WSA and then NSSA Open and Explore, you know? Yep. And, and then there's usually always a another random local event on top of that. Yep, CSA I think was the other one. I yeah. forget what else there was. I mean, yeah, there was a lot. It was cool. Yeah, and I, yeah, like you said, the Explorer and the Opens, they were separate and they were Bolsa Chica a lot of times on those Explorers. I remember those. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bolsa Chica. Yeah. Explore, Explorer got Bolsa Chica and Open got like Southside. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, did you ever surf one of those at Bolsa Chica when it was literally flat? I remember surfing one where guys were like running out and jumping on waves and skimming them uh, and getting scores. That was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It was I, so bad. I, I'm sh- I definitely remember a handful of events where it was flat, but I don't, not, not at Bolsa, but yeah. yeah. It was bad. But I do remember like how those events got you to travel up and down the coast, you know, from, I mean, essentially Imperial, which is Imperial Beach, the farthest south to Santa Cruz, one of the farthest north, and everywhere in between there was events. So uh, a lot of good memories traveling the coast and meeting up with other, you know, kids in those areas. Exactly, and that's how I feel about WSA. I mean, WSA, I met, you know, I was fortunate to meet guys like Peter Mel and Adam from up north and all the way to Scott Blake and Mark Thurston in San Diego and Vinny De La Pena and Pat O'Connell. I mean, it's cool. I mean, you got to know all the kids in California and you buddied up with them. And I mean, you slept on their floors. Like I had one surfer a while ago. He's like that, that we help out with uh, still frothy. And he's like, hey, can you help me out find a place to stay? Like, I got a contest in Huntington. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know, like, four people you could stay with. He's like, no, well, at the hotel. And I'm like, what? A hotel? Sleep on a floor, damn it. This <laughs> is so weird to me. I'm like, the surfers, grab a floor. Yeah. So so um, who are you riding for? Uh, wall boards and then Billabong? Yes. And then and then I think you rode for Rip Curl too, right? Yep. Uh, Rip Curl was after peak. And I rode for Rip Curl for quite a while. Yeah. So... Were you also trying to get into magazines at that stage? Yeah, actually, that, that was kind of, I wish I would have, uh, I guess, it, I don't know if it was just a different time or whatever, but I know back then, you know, you had the Chris Burke that was really, and he ended up being a really good friend, but he was always in magazines, and, and he was he was fortunate enough to not, I don't even think he was able, needed to serve a contest, but I think Billabong back then, I think it went from Reader to Gomez, and I think Gomez was really into your contest results. And my contest results when I became a pro were okay, but then I got injured a couple times. But I had tons of exposure in the magazine, but I don't think the magazines were appreciated until like when I had to fold up and go back to college. It was, it was kind of like it got too late. And I remember talking to Kirk Tyser about it, and he's when I told him what I was getting paid, he's like, that's it? And he's like, how? You were getting so much exposure. And I'm like, I guess it's living in, you know, central California. That's yeah. crazy. So obviously, you know, you're, you're an aspiring pro trying to be, trying to make money, trying to make a name for yourself. And you're seeing, like you said, a guy like Chris Burke getting a lot of coverage. And I, I think you mentioned Chris Menzi too, right? It was the, um, Trevor Christ. Yeah, uh, he ripped. He's still, I heard he still does. Yeah, and Doug, you know Doug Silva, like all these names that were getting exposure in the mag, um, 
and really because they're close proximity to the photographers and and the waves, right? And and I think the industry. I mean, it was weird because I still had plenty of uh, for you know with Aaron Lloyd and Flame. I, you know, actually was a great advocate of mine, and I'd drive down and serve, shoot Salt Creek with them. So getting photos wasn't really a problem. I don't know why. I just maybe I wasn't aggressive enough with you know pushing for contracts or something when I was a kid, or just living up here. I I don't know if the value was seen as a, as a as much as a guy from you know Huntington or yeah. you know. And I get it because there's way more surfers and marketing. You know down there well it sounded like you had the, the, the air spray for the for the photos you had the color that was yeah. maybe, maybe that was my problem yeah you shouldn't have two pink boards and polka dots yeah flame, flame loved those colors yeah well, i don't know if very many people know this Uh-oh. but i think it's pretty incredible that you have like i think two or three waves in surfers the movie yeah, I got a... Uh, what? One, Look one at this. Wave. Larson doesn't even know. What? I haven't seen that movie in 20, 30 years, but yeah, I wanna, I'm going to rewatch that. Dude. Yeah, you, don't blink. You'll miss me. I got one wave, and that's when Flame invited me down, and he had this ginormous water housing of some new... I think because they were filmed... Wasn't that movie filmed in some really good quality? And for back then, he's, the housing, and, and I think it was like 20 or 30 pounds, he went over the falls, and he thought he killed me. Wow. And I remember he came up just going, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Because it was you and Jason Hoey. Yep. And w- was there anybody oh, I else? I know Jason Hoey gets the backside floater, I think, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then who else? Oh, and uh, Dino and Dino. Yeah. I think, uh, but I think you got like, two gravels, or three waves. I think you get two or three waves. I think, I, I don't know. I think there's only one. I think you're being generous, but I'll no, take it. No, no. I've watched it, like, <laughs> honestly – uh, I, I subscribe to the Surf Network, and they have it. And dude, I I've watched it like twenty times since then because that's one of my all time favorite. Movie. Yeah, this guy's got a great memory, and I guarantee it. If he said there was three, there's three ways of you. <laughs> well, it's crazy. Take it, I'll take it. Do you re- do you remember seeing yourself in the movie theater? I do. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I and mean, then, that, that was me. And, but I can't remember if movie theaters were still really that kind of that big. Back oh yeah, then. it was VHS back then. It was. No. I remember seeing it in the movie theater. Yeah, and um, it was a it was a big, it was like a big movie. Just, yeah, and what's yeah. crazy is I don't I don't even think anybody knew, but it was on. You know, it, it was in the credits and everything that Gotcha put that thing together. Yeah. Right. Like I forgot, I completely forgot the gotcha, Michael Thompson. Yeah. How good are some of those quotes in there from Dora and Gerlach Bro. and and Potter? I mean, there's so many hilarious moments. So many, so Almost many like on some, but it, but it, the timing of yeah. it, of bridging like those generations from like the old school that paved the way and put pro surfing on the map to the new generation with with like a girl that's just you know talking you know just storyteller and super cocky and yeah. it was he's just, amazing i it, love it it was just perfect and you know like that mesh of you know the new generation yeah well it was cool because it, like you said it had al chapman you know he's the and his quote was one of the best ones ever oh. right <laughs> is he the one about the kids going over the falls and, and all that people going over the falls no that's that's mickey dora <laughs> oh, mickey dora so said good. that but al chapman was the one that said you know, instead of taking waves, why don't you give a wave? <laughs> you know, give a wave. 
<laughs> Who knows? Maybe he has a hot sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that one. Uh, but, um, but yeah, like the, the Archie quote about style, uh, Tom Curran talking about, you know, in the tube, Sean Thompson talking about the tube. Damn. Tom Car- I mean, honestly, for you, because what other movies have you been in? Do you know? I'm trying to remember a Chris Beister movie, Around the World in, in 80 Ways. Oh, sick. Nice. That's a good one, too. I, I, don't, I don't know how, but I didn't even know him. And it was on a, a Puerto Rico PSA. And, and I'd seen guys up there filming. And, you know, the movie comes out. And I had zero idea. And he gave me like a minute-long segment. And no he gave way. like a round, like what, two waves. And, and Trevor Chris, like one wave. And all these rippers who I thought were way better than me. And he just gave me this like almost a full song. I'm like, geez, I was so, I was so honored. And I never got to thank him, but I was kind of blown away. I'm like, I don't know where that came from, but that was cool. Yeah. Wow. That's it. I haven't, yeah, that, I got to rewatch that one. I got to watch that one too. Around the world and 80 waves. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he was a great, he was another great video guy. I loved his stuff and his music, his music was all time. Oh, Chris Bystrom's were awesome. Yeah. He did a great job. He, he's beyond blazing boards, right? Yep. And beyond blazing boards and beyond blazing boards, yeah. Chris Bostrom, yeah, yeah. He, you know, it, it's a shame that um, there is no movie theaters and surf theaters that that you know we can all congregate in and, and watch. Because, like you said, man, that's like one of the epicenters of of getting people together and like you know totally enjoying you know what we do together, right? Yeah, celebrating yeah. surfing and watching like. You know, guys rip and, you know, it's so fun. Yeah. It was, it was pretty cool. For a few years, there was a, a Wine, Waves, and Beyond a group up here that was done by a local hotel chain. And we were part of it. And we put on a surf movie night. We did this for, I think, five or six years. And it was killer. We had, like, Chris Malloy come up one year. We had Chris Burkhart come up one year. We had uh, Tori and Albie come another year. And all those guys were blown away. They're like, this is insane. This is yeah. like the coolest thing we've seen. And and it was just really cool at the Fremont Theater. You guys got to check it out in San Luis. It's a beautiful old theater, kind of like the old Hollywood Theater. Yeah. And it was cool. Yeah. It wasn't quite as you know noisy and ruckus as the movie theaters back then. But every once in a while, you get a few yells here and there. But it, it was it was kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you're, you've just given me an idea. We're going to start our own late night with Chalky Movie Nights. Right. You know, and we'll do it outdoors so people can like – Pull up their bean bags and just watch it against the wall. There we go. There we go. <laughs> We're gonna use uh, his membership for uh, surf, what, what is this? Surf Network. Surf Network. The surf there Network. You go. <laughs> so, um, so you you turned pro, right? Yep. Okay. So how did you turn pro? Like, walk uh, us through I, that. I made. I won the U.S. Championships. So, and I made the U.S. team for the for the worlds. And I wait, wait. You won the U.S. championship, the and then what? So I, then I also made the U.S. team for the World's Contest in Puerto Rico. Wow. And I was on a really good roll there. I was the highest placing American going into the grand event, which is you have to serve three contests, full contests, and they take you're the highest, I think, 16 guys. And I think I was third or fourth overall, and I was the highest American. And in my first heat, I had smoked everybody. I, I And with 10 seconds left, I'm one of these guys I hate paddling in, and I was – light years ahead of everybody else in the heat and i was paddling in and i thought oh i'm just going to go on this whitewash and i rolled and 
And uh, Darren McGee was 100 yards away. And you know how it was back then. I mean, he, it was a closeout. He didn't even come near me, and they gave me an interference three out of the five judges. So it was just such a bummer because I would have – and I, I let the door open for Steve Pugh, one of your HB guys, oh, to, to bump us in that heat. And so I was knocked out because of my interference. Are you freaking so, kidding me? On a technicality. Oh yeah, my God. And, and one of the American judges called it. So Tom Bouge, no, I still Oh, what a kid. I remember that. Day. Day. Yeah. <laughs> Three Bouge. out of five judges called it. And one was the American. Just kidding, Tom. <laughs> I think you, you I just love, mean a Tom. couple He's of heats. So, so after that contest, you turned pro. Yep. That was nice. kind of like, you know what I mean? When you made the Worlds, it was kind of like, okay, you got to kind of figure out your direction. So, But doing that, I think it kind of cost me making it to – you know, to the, the ASP levels, and that was kind of delegating me to go to the PSA route after that. So going back, that U.S. championship, do you remember who was in the final? Uh, I'm Chris Billy, I know, got second. Um, I can't remember who else. I remember the super heat because Kelly waxed everybody, and um, I think I think I got third behind Kelly. Kelly who? And, and i think uh robert blake got second so yeah in the super heat so i i don't remember the men's final that well except for chris chris billy was you know the nsa big guy that was in there and yeah and uh i can't remember my my brain is so bad i should go back and look that up yeah where, where was the event held oceanside no at corpus christi and the waves corpus. were actually good oh it's just texas because it rotates it yeah nice so then after that, after the the Puerto Rico contest, you turned pro. Yes. And who are you pro with? Billabong? Uh, same sponsors, actually. Yeah? What, yep. If you don't mind me asking, what were you making? What, what? I'm trying to think. So <clears throat> I think I was making, it wasn't much, like 1000 bucks a month and photo incentives. Okay. Contest incentives, too, or just photo? Uh, I don't think there really was con. Maybe there was contests and incentives, but I never really hit them, so I didn't pay much attention to that. But I did make one final and one PSA, and before I blew up my was it my knee or my ankle? Now, were they helping you with travel with the travel budget or no? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think Billabong paid me like a grand a month, and my spot, my you know shops and wetsuits would pay for you know contest travel and all that stuff too. Who, what shop did you ride for? Same one for wallboards for a while okay. there. Okay. So he had a shop. Yes, he was the. I think uh, the, there was two shops in Pismo, him and, and Grantham, and they're they're both gone now, which is sad. Yeah. But you know, that's I guess changes things happen. But PJ, like I said, he still shapes, and he's 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 got a great following up here, and he's a yeah. great dude. So I'm so proud of him. Yeah. So you 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 did a couple PSAs then. Yeah, I I did that for I don't know how many years, three to five years, somewhere around there. And uh, I, I had a great run, and I think my first year I was about 13th after about three-quarters of the events, and then I blew up my ankle, and it just kind of – maybe that was the second year. But that, that was kind of hard to recover because that took like a six months to eight eight months and then just yeah. drop back down the ratings and start all over again. Sur surfing injury? Uh, yeah, I did this uh, – no, actually <coughs> a basketball injury. Oh, <laughs> don't tell the sponsors that, huh? Yeah, don't. Nope. But there's a um, there's quite a few of those PSAs around, and you're able to make a pretty good living if you could make make it through some heats. Yeah, you know. Yeah, totally. And they had they had like I think every for every heat you won, you got fifty bucks. Yeah. Paid for gas if you won heat. Oh, that that part was so cool. I love that they did that. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy at the height of surfing, competitive surfing in the U.S. It was kind of that era. 
right? Yeah. Like you still had the, you know, OP Pro big event in Huntington, but then you had all these PSAAs are all up and down the coast on, on both coasts, right? Yeah, it was a bummer to see him go because, I mean, my God, you had, you had, you know, the Kelly Slaters in there and then you had the guys like the David Eggers that were trying to make a comeback and and you saw the Archibalds and the Richie Collins. I mean, I mean, it, there was a lot of talent in those events. I mean, yeah. they they weren't just, they weren't easy events. I mean, they were, you know, they weren't B League or anything. They were, you know, A minus League. If you look yeah. back at all the Americans that were still doing those. Yeah, I think Dino wanted a couple years and Shane yep. Beshin. Shane Beshin, yep. And Mike did, Vinny win, did Vinny win one year too? I don't know if he may have or he definitely finished. He was up there. Yeah, one or two, up there. I think, three. I want to say Vinny might have won. Yeah. Lambrizzi won it three years in a row. Yeah. Lambrizzi's gnarly. He's so good. Yeah. He dominated. We we had him in the show too a while back. But um yeah, he was saying, like, dude, you know, why travel the world and spend all your money when you can send, you know, sit and do domestic events and, and double your salary practically, right? Yeah. Low, low. always winning. Yeah. <laughs> low low overhead. Easy you know. for him to say. Jeez. Yeah. But not not spending a lot of money traveling, and it was similar to what you're doing on the WSA and SSA. You're going to you're just going up and down the California coast, and maybe a, an event or two in Florida or Virginia. Yeah, and, and even had a couple in Hawaii. In a couple in Hawaii, there'd be Alamoana. You'd have a, a summer event and a winter event over there. So, yeah. do you um, remember? Was it Ronnie Maestro or Robbie Maestro that did uh, that? Ronnie Maestro. Ronnie, right? That's what I thought it was. Ronnie. Ronnie was he did it. That was really cool. It was a bummer that went away. That was body that was glove. A, the surf cool out. The body glove brothers. Yep. Ronnie and was it Bobby Meister? I think so. Ronnie and Robbie, I think. Ronnie and Robbie. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. We'll fact check it later. Hey, wait! I thought you knew everything. Yeah. yeah. Almost. We you. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna remember it for sure, right? Yeah. Um, so, so the ankle injury that did that kind of do you in for pro surfing or what? It it kind of put me behind the eight ball to like get back into the seated rounds and all that kind of stuff. And I think the next year I I, I strained my knee surfing. I was surfing actually. So just those dumb injuries, kind of you know what I mean. And the confidence part was kind of hard to get back. Yeah. And that's and that was the hardest part because I was really confident in contests up yeah. until those to those injuries. So um, it's kind of funny that, you know, in Hawaii, you weren't focused on being a competitive surfer, right? And then you moved to California and you were hyper-focused on being a, a competitive surfer, right? Yeah, it, it was weird. I mean, I moved over here and I think one year I won – Almost every single WSA Invitational, I won all all the regionals that are local ones. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I found my groove over here. Yeah. Uh, the, my theory is like you were over there kind of being held back by the localism, right? And But you were being groomed by the waves, your style, your power, your your confidence, right? Like, you, I mean, it's Hawaii. You're going to surf big waves, right? And you came over here and you were like, oh, wow, there's no, no one that can, like, battle me because I'm confident in my surfing. And there's nobody that's going to intimidate me from not surfing well. You know what I mean? 
So that's kind of cool. You're pretty deep. Dude, dude I'm, yeah. I'm psychotic. <laughs> I mean, how many beers have you had? How many beers have you had? Very analytical <laughs> Only over one. here. Yeah. Should we take one. a break and you grab some wine and grab some beer? Yeah, let's take a, we're going to grab. Take, take a, I'm gonna a grab one minute an, break. I'm going to grab another Ashland seltzer, heart seltzer. Ashland. So after that injury, it made it harder for you to surf contests. Um, yeah, it was weird. I don't, I don't know why, but I don't know if it was a confidence thing or, or, or Jay, maybe you, you've experienced this where you seem like you just run into a string of bad luck. I remember back then, I think it was, you needed three waves and I swear I felt like every contest I'd get two good waves and I couldn't buy a one for my third wave. And I had a whole season like that. And it was kind of like, well, Oh, Jay knows that very college. well. That was my whole career. <laughs> <laughs> just needed one more. Just, uh, don't you need- wish we had two wave system back then? Jeez. Yeah. Wait. Why? Why is there a set coming in like right after the buzzer? I I don't know. <laughs> hey, maybe you remember this one, Jay. Did you ever do the PSAs at Trestles? I did. Yes. I I remember being so bummed because remember South Swells. It was like feast or famine, and I remember like, oh, the swell's going to be pumping. I had a, I had one of those heats that was just flat, and I remember getting out and turning around, and it was a bodyboarding heat after mine, and the bodyboarders just were getting like just giant set after giant set i'm like are you kidding me i mean just like seriously it goes it's you know the swells the southern swells they come from so far away that they are lowly you know they'll have they'll be flurries and then you know the sets could be 10 15 20 minute in betweens if it's a hurricane swell coming off of mexico then yeah you're going to get a lot of that pulse but that's not 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 as often as those swells coming from yeah, I just remember watching guys spinning down waves, and I'm like, oh, I could have been surfing that wave. <laughs> so, so talking about a trestles contest and, and Jay, Jay had to pull out of the quarters. Yeah, <laughs> I had I had a PSA a Bud Tour event, um, and it was in May. My brother was getting married, and I was the best man, and. The waves were just one of those contest events where it was six to eight foot and going off. And I had to take my check early and say, I'm not showing up tomorrow. Oh, and you were in the quarters? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And, I don't feel uh, so bad because I, I had to do the same for my sister at Pismo, but I didn't make the quarters. I think I made it, I don't know what heat I was in, but I had to check out too because my sister got married and it, and it was like the best Pismo for a PSA ever. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to leave. What a bummer. That's crazy. Yeah. Family remember, first though, right? Yeah. I remember going to Ian Karen's and Alyssa who were running running them and I went into the trailer and I'm like, hey, can I get my my money? I, I'm not going to be able to show up tomorrow. So, I'm, and they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah, they understood. And I, I mean, I would have never passed up, you know, obviously my brother's wedding. But, you know, when the waves were that pumping, you just and I was on a roll. I was, I felt, you know, I was at the top of my he game. He was in his prime. Yeah, I was like, man. And who was in your quarters? I I couldn't even tell you. I didn't. It didn't uh, matter. Really? You must have been thinking, God, I could have taken them. I yeah. I would have been, that would have drove me nuts. Yeah. I remember when I lose those heats. Oh. Yeah, it's all good though. <laughs> so, That's right. So obviously, you you moved over back, back over here to go to college, right? You were saying that you were going to, your dad wanted you to college. And that was your, you 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 gave it a run of being a professional surfer, right? Um, when when was it when you realized like, uh, I I can't make a living anymore on this. I think, I can't remember. I think I was like 24 or 25. And I just remember, you know, 
all these guys like Jay and, and the, the Malloy's were all coming up and, you know, to get a phone call back from Paul Gomez at Billabong or anybody at Billabong was, was like pulling teeth. And I just realized, look, you know, we're getting replaced or I'm getting replaced. So what, what am I going to do next? And so it's, it was a scary time because I, I did try college right after high school and I sucked at it. So, you know, I just luckily went back to a junior college, uh, Cuesta College up here. And, and honestly, I recommend for a lot of kids, if they can't, if they can't cut it at a four-year college, don't just bail out. Junior colleges are great. I think the teachers might even be better. Yeah. I think they're more willing to see you get through. And I have to, you know, I still, my wife and I, we met actually in my English class there, and we both still remember our teacher's name, Miss Shauna Ray, and she was amazing. I was horrible at English, and I still probably am horrible at English, but she did <laughs> teach me to write, and I felt that I could, from her, I felt like I, I could learn. And that's that's a huge key with, you know, I think being a, a young adult is can you learn and, and having that confidence. And and I finally had that confidence from going to junior college to to luckily I did to to pursue a college. That's nice. That's, dude. that's awesome. And that's good to hear. I mean, people, you know, always. Yeah, it's easy to give up when it's not going your way or you're having struggles, you know, but uh, all it takes is when parent one adult one coach one teacher to kind of help pull you through inspire you to yeah, yeah. exactly yeah that's were, were you doing event were you were you going to class, uh college and doing the psaa at the same time i kind of think i was but it was kind of still i think at that time it was kind of half-heartedly you know yeah. what i mean it was like i knew you know the writing was on the wall and the college was kind of my my direction so I can't remember. That's I have to go back and try to remember what year the PSAs ended. Do you remember? Do you guys know from the history books? Well, no. it went from, you know, it just changed names over the years. So I kind of lose track too. But it went from you know, the Bud Tour to the Panasonic Tour to then just um, selective like sponsored events. But I I want to say it lasted all the way to ninety eight, ninety nine. See, I remember like there was there was PSAA and then there was the PSAA, or there was there was there's another acronym, but it was totally different owners. I remember that, and I remember doing a couple of those during college. I want it was, well, hold on, let me get my phone charger. My phone's saying low battery. Okay, one sec. You don't remember Jay? I mean, I remember there was there was that Bud stuff, but then after that was, so that was PSAA, but I could have sworn there was a PSSA, professional. I think there were, you're right, um, there was that, and I want to say they were pretty small. They were a quarter they of the, the purse of, you know, the money that, you know, PSA, but they definitely yep. um, tried to keep it going, you know. They're more regional, more low-key. Um, I know, I can't remember who did that. I just remember a contest at Ventura at C Street. I remember that. I don't remember... And they were cool. I mean, they were they were good little events. But like you said, yeah, it was a quarter of the price. It was hard to make a living. Yeah. So you pivoted and and focused on school. What 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 were you going to become? What did you uh, aspire to be professionally? <laughs> well, I thought I wanted to be a teacher, but then I realized I, I, I wouldn't be a good teacher because I would be my dad and I might smack kids around. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be a teacher either. Hell like, no. I don't have the patience. Yeah, Hell I don't no. have the patience. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. So, so the, you 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 obviously got a degree in engineering. That's what I read yes. up on your profile on the internet. <laughs> um, 
And what, I mean, what was this, what was the school like to, to go through that degree? Like what, what classes in, was it a four year and what, how did you? Engineers no, I think it was supposed big. to be a four year, but I think it might've taken me five or six. I don't remember. Yeah. Just because, because I, I kind of had started as a, as a teacher. And so, or thinking I want to be a teacher for about a year or so. And then I kind of realized, ah, this isn't for me. And I figured I would try the engineering again. So a lot of math, a lot of science and, uh, and I was just fortunate enough that uh, there was a, a teacher that he was kind of a smart ass, uh, but ended up kind of, he appreciated people asking him questions. And I was one of those guys and he ended up giving me a job right out of college. So it's pretty, and, and a local job. So that was huge. Wow. That's awesome. In, in engineering. Yes. So describe to me what an engineer does. <laughs> uh, in, lay, in layman terms, what I do is, uh, Architects make homes look pretty. They come up with the design. I make them stand up. Oh, I make them, you know, design for the wind uh, and the seismic and the, you know, the loading of people standing on floors or on roofs and so forth. Yeah. To to make it in a nutshell. Um, were you obviously excelled or or math was one of your strong suits and, and, you know, like you said, English was, was a struggle, but was it something that you just, were drawn to or was it easy to like figure was it, you know did they come easy or did what did you have to really grind it out i had to grind it out but i think you know i i came from a, a grandfather and a father they were both engineers but i also learned i think you know people i don't know if it's the same with kids in college today but i had some really good friends in college and i learned to to study with other people and yeah. that was you know a, a huge thing because i wasn't on my own, you know, you could struggle and get stuck. And if you're stuck on something you don't understand, you just get frustrated. So I had some, you know, guys that were really bright, you know, students that I studied with. And that was, that was pretty key. Yeah. That was my problem. <laughs> I didn't study with people. <laughs> yeah. Blame your friends. Blame Dude, your friends. I blame Lar. Yeah. I tried to go to <laughs> school for down. seven years. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that study group, you know, some people, you know, could afford, you know, tutors and stuff. But yeah, I mean, that still happens today. I mean, I think that's important to, you know, bounce, you know, the workload or, or just, you know, help brainstorm some of the problem solving. Yeah, and I think it's also good to like, it was a good learning experience on that way too, because I was always kind of a shy kid kept to myself. So I think learning to communicate with people and, and like I said, when I was done with surfing, I had to get a job. So I was, you know, I was bussing tables and then moving to waiting tables. And, you know, you got to lose all shyness when you start doing all that stuff and talk to people. Yeah. Were, were you playing hooky at all when, when the waves got good in college? Uh, not much. Fortunately, yeah. like I had like a, a Toyota long bed. So I, I had like a carpet kit in the back and all my surfboards under. So, you know, I, I kind of said, I have to, I have to admit, I did set up my schedule so I could either surf in the morning or I could go to class and then surf or I had a pretty good schedule set up, so I didn't didn't lose yeah. too much, sir. You're smarter than we are. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to plan it all out. So you said you worked at uh, what, what kind of jobs did you have growing up? Uh, mostly, like I said, in the restaurant business. So Sick. that's that was my kind of my thing when I fell back and surfing was over. I said, okay, well, I got to start somewhere, something that's going to support me through college and all that stuff. So that was uh, bussing tables first, and then kind of working my way up to becoming a waiter. What restaurant? A couple of them. Shelly's, which is no longer here. And then another one at Alex's, which is no longer here. 
and then Sea Venture, which is still here. Sea Venture is a great restaurant right down on the beach, Pismo, overlooks everything. And, and they were one of the restaurants that gave me a chance at becoming a waiter where, you know, that this was the, the 90s and, you know, you, you face stereotypical thing. I had the long hair like you, but in my ponytail. And one of my jobs wouldn't promote me to waiter unless I cut my hair. And I'm like, I'm not cutting my hair. Wow. So the Sea Venture was cool enough to overlook that and go, yeah. just put in a ponytail, you're good. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and I honestly really do credit that for becoming, helping me become a little more outgoing and learning how to deal with people. Yeah. Customer service is, I think, so important to in any any you know development you know like at any age like to be able to talk like you said present yourself but service you know you you have customers always right you know you got to deal with it yeah and and talking about pivoting i always i always joke with my wife or tell my wife there was times where i'm like if i if i forgot to do something i would just be like Oh, you know, the chef lost your ticket or, you know what I mean? You kind of had to like go on fly and make stuff up and just yeah. cover your own mistakes. And okay. just, you know, I'll, I'll get you a side of fries. Out. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you, uh, do, once you became, you know, and you're in California and you're, you're you know, you're surfing, where, what surf trips did you go on? Did Billabong take you on any trips or did you go anywhere? I didn't do a whole lot with Billabong, but Aaron Lloyd, who's a, a local photographer, and like I said, I, I have to credit Aaron for a huge part of my surfing career because Aaron was always really good at working with me um, at, hey, you're closing your eyes or you're making a goofy face or what are you doing with your mouth or, you know, <laughs> you know he was very critical and he was a very harsh critic, and but he was an incredible photographer. I mean, he, he's got great shots of, you know, of guys at sun, current at sunset and guys at pipe and 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 uh, flame respected him greatly and so he was he was a huge influence in, in helping me you know with the surfing stuff like that aaron lloyd yes okay that's awesome look him, look him up look up surfing magazine covers he's got a lot of magazine covers davy yeah. miller at backdoor i mean this guy could swim like you know no other and it's was, it was funny because i saw him out at pismo the other day and I looked over on the north side and he just got worked by a big set and I'm like, oh man, I hope he's okay. And the guy next to me is like, well, remember he used to swim at Pipe. And I'm like, okay, he's all right. Yeah. Um, did you ever get covers? No, I got a like, what is it, the centerfold? That it was kind of it was kind of suiting because I got the centerfold that was the old pullout poster, and the, the pullout poster was Brock on that airdrop at that huge airdrop at Wyoming. Oh wow! Here on, on a head high wave, going to flutter on the other side. <laughs> wow! Like, oh, come cool. on, man. <laughs> that's a hard everybody act to follow up, but everybody, still everybody put up Brock nobody put me up of yeah. course <laughs> that's awesome what, what um, like what uh, when you I mean did you go to any other pro events outside of PSA oh, oh yeah I'm sorry you, you asked me about travel yeah I like, so no I did travel a little bit with Aaron Lloyd and that was I don't know if you remember, Jay, back then, Surfing Magazine would be like, I don't know how it worked, but I think they'd reach out to Aaron and be like, hey, we want to send you to such and such. And so Aaron would be like, hey, he'd call put, up put together you know, a couple of guys and go. And so, you know, I got to go to Natividad with Flame, and that was cool. That was Chris Brown, and that was the first time Mike Stewart did ours, and Flame got it. And we didn't know what the hell it was, and Stewart had to explain it to us. And it was pretty amazing to see that. That was the first, I think, sequence of a, a person doing an arse and kelly got was on that trip and Vinny, chris brown and that was amazing and then i've been on a bunch of trips with aaron lloyd to peru dominican republic puerto rico 
and stuff like and Hawaii and stuff like that. What, a lot of trips with Aaron Lloyd. What did Mike Stewart do? It was called an arse. Arse. I, I, don't, you'll have to ask him why he came up with that name. And air it was, it was reverse like, spin. Do you remember what those were, Jay? I think it was air reverse air. I don't That's know. It. Roll spin. I don't know. Air reverse spin. I forget. I know it's. It was cool it though for back then. I mean, it was he. You know, Mike Stewart still is amazing. Yeah, and so I can picture him. He I was doing that, like an. It was like almost a, like an alley oop. Yeah. Twist. Crazy. So, so you you became an engineer. <laughs> yes. Right. You, you were a professional yuppie, right? You became a yuppie. You know, my, my wife laughed at me. I, I, she's she's upstairs listening, but she would crack up because I would go to these engineering meetings and I would show up in my shorts and flip flops and <laughs> t-shirts, and these engineers are on their ties. They're like, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, I, I never conformed. But the the teacher that was your teacher gave you a job after you graduated. Yes, cool. he he was a character. He he was a bizarre engineer. He, I guess he didn't show up in you know attire as as suited as well. And what was the what was the firm's like? Most of your job job workload was it mostly uh, homes or businesses? With him, it was with him it was a lot of commercial stuff. I don't do as much commercial now, but he was a lot of you know commercial buildings, uh, you know, like the, the kind of like the strip mall kind of things yep. and metal buildings and stuff. And that was, he preferred that and. And you know, I take whatever I can get. I do. Mo I do mostly homes nowadays, though. Nice. Wow. Did you ever start your That's own? It. I did uh, Chris Malloy's home, so I did one one surfer's home. Oh wow! Nice. Wow. Yeah. Ohio is is he in Ohio? No, he's up here, just south of Santa Maria. Oh, okay. One's in Ohio. One's on the ranch. And then one's yes. up by you. Los Alamos is where Chris is. Yeah. Actually, I did some stuff for Keith on his house on the ranch too. Nice. So, so tell us about what you're doing now. Like, uh, I know your Instagram handle is still frothy. Yeah. Right. So, so what we do now is back in the early two thousands, Billabong had, uh, I think it was early two thousands or late two thousands had not, it was called the surf rat series and they did contests. I don't know if you remember these Jay, but they did a contest like an HB one here, one in Santa Cruz. And then they had like a grand final of all those winners and they they had a big event. I don't know when they surfed, somewhere down south and they won a trip to Indo or something. So they did that for a few years and then I, I don't know if it was a budget thing or just a marketing thing. They, they were kind of over that. And Enoch Karras was the uh, marketing guy at Billabong and, and Pismo has always been lacking in contests. So I said, Enoch, you know, uh, are you okay with you know, me if I put it together doing an event here in Pismo? And he said, yeah, we'll, we'll totally back you as long you know, put it all together. Um, you've got our support 100%. And so I think that was – last year was our 10th contest. So we started in, I think, 2011. And, uh, you know, Enoch was, was awesome. And so ever since then, I've been able to work with the guys at Billabong and, and keep that event going here in Pismo. And awesome. that's, that's the still frothy. And, and I think, you know, it, it, it just came from, you know, a lot of other – a little a – little, you know, different things. But one of the guys from Billabong back then was we were surfing a spot up here. And I had well, actually when I wasn't bald, I had long blonde hair. And he, he called me the frothy golden retriever because <laughs> I was running down ahead of everybody. So, you know, that still frothy kind of came from that. 
And, nice. And so you started that event at Pismo at what year? Like 10 years, 11 years now, right? 2011. Yep. So. yep. And, uh, 2011. And then we, we did that for a couple of years and then we came up, became a nonprofit in 2014. And now we try to, we help out, I think it's about six, we help between six and seven kids locally in the 805 with, well, not that you can't do contests now, but we were helping out with travel funds or entry fees uh, on those guys. And then we help out with about $5,000 worth of college scholarships for local kids that are, you know, either kids of, of surfers or are surfers. We've got a great bunch of kids that we we support there. And we also help the local JG programs. And we've also raised funds for some local kids in need for medical needs. So we try to keep, you know, a community-based thing for the 805. That's awesome, man. Is, 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 that, is that when you got coined like Mr. Uh, Pismo Mayor? <laughs> Yes, exactly. Uh, we have to give a shout out to uh, one of our other sponsors, Bonsai Bowls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I told him that we were uh, about to interview you, and he's like, I go, do you know Walter Sterney? He's like, bro, do I know Walter? <laughs> yeah, I know Walter. I've been sponsoring his contest for years. Yeah. He has. He's he, my he's boy. A- He's, he's amazing, and I can tell you guys a quick story about Joe that is, you know, to show you what kind of person he is. There was, I think it was probably a good six or seven years ago, uh, he was staying at, at a spot kind of south of the pier, and he comes walking up, and he's like, hey, you know, do you know anything about that? Uh, it's not a Lions Club. It's one of the, one of those other rotary clubs down here. Yeah. And I said, no, not much. And he goes, well, I went by there, and there's a young boy that was three to four, and he's going through um, – lymphoma cancer and he's and he said and i and they they asked me to stop by and buy a pancake breakfast and he's like and i stopped by and i gave him like 500 bucks and i'm like dude you're insane and and later on that day the 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 family was so appreciative they came out and and that's team mateo on on instagram he's he's a young boy i think he's probably about nine or ten now and his parents are amazing and they've gone through some serious trials and tribulations with cancer and and come out of it fighting and he's a great kid and we've raised money for them but they're they're a great family we still got to get them in the water and i keep teasing them that we're going to get them surfing but his mom and his dad and his brothers they're you know they fought through cancer and joe but joe kind of turned us on to him because just joe's generosity is like man here's this kid like i'm not going to buy a five dollar plate of pancakes i'm going to give you guys 500 bucks that's so awesome and it just shows you what kind of man uh, Joe is from Bonsai. And, right. And that's why you got to support those kind of businesses. I mean, anybody that does that kind of stuff, it's like, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. 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 I mean, just heart of gold and, and is so fortunate on what he's been blessed with. But, yeah, you know, pay it forward. You know? Yeah. Give. Exactly. Great, great healthy uh, food, too. So yeah. I wish there was one up here. I love them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Let's get him to get one up there. Yeah. He threatens. He threatens. Yeah, I think he's spread so thin, though, man, with Hawaii and everything else. So. Yeah. Hey, didn't didn't Groundswell Coffee uh, kind of hooked you up a couple <laughs> couple years too? You did, and then you went MIA. Yeah, I, I know. Want, I still want some coffee. That was the big wave. What was the you had the, the couple big wave? What was big wave overhead Dawn Patrol? That's right. That was good. I I need I, I need to bring it back. I just this whole Keurig and uh, and espresso. You know, machines, machines just over. killed me. Yeah, don't tell anybody, but I kept a couple bags for myself. Nah, nice. I, of course. <laughs> I would not expect nothing left, man. That was the best. 
But no, I, I mean, I was so stoked when you reached out and you're like, hey, I want to order some coffee and, and uh, you know, cause I'm going to do this event. And I'm like, for sure. Let's hook up the, the, the guys, give a gift bag, put in the gift bags. So, yeah, surfers are stoked. Like beer, coffee, like what is it, yerba mate, all that stuff is awesome. And, and I'm, I'm a weirdo in that sense. I've tried every different sponsor from you know, deodorants to shampoos to whatever, but anybody who will listen, I'm not afraid of nose. And so I was I'm very appreciative that you doing that, Jay, because I go after the stuff I love, which is coffee. Nice. Sure. For sure. Um, tell us about what you were, you were just doing lately on your Instagram. Were you doing like uh, giving away uh, scholarships through video? No, what we did this year because the contest – with COVID, the city of Pismo uh, this year said, you guys can't run your event. And so we said, okay, well, do we just roll it up and, and mail it in? Or do we do something to kind of give back? And it, and it sucks because there's a lot of kids that, you know, in their, their last age of a certain division. So it, it sucks to not have an event of any form. So we've got a great board board crew. And, and I got to give accolades to uh, Ripper. And you probably know him, Jay, as, as Jamie George, who is an amazing yeah. Santa Barbara surfer. He's on our board. Ryan Allshouse, who's a, is a great uh, local guy that works for a marketing company. Guy Jones, who's a, a, an amazing dentist locally. And then Kyle Applegate, who is another marketing guy here too. And we all got together and just said, you know, what can we do? What do you guys think? And so we, we kind of brainstormed and said, well, let's, let's try to do something online. And it's always weird because you get some people that, you know, don't appreciate it or want to complain about the rules or whatever. But we had a good time doing it and we had some really great submissions. And so we just kind of did a, a contest online with video base and, and it's, and I think the WCL, have you seen the WCL or somebody else is doing this? I think now too. I have you guys noticed that? I haven't mm-hmm. seen, but I, I know not through the WSL, but it's, you know, I think, um, what's the rip curl Grom search. They, they were doing the same thing to oh, good. I'm yeah. glad they're, uh, that's cool that they're I'd be able to do something. I mean, and, you've got to keep it going and keep the ground stoked. Yeah. yeah, and to what you were you were just saying is, you know, these kids, whether they're they're in their prime at that age bracket and, you know, the rip curl, yeah. you know, they they did the submission and they were doing an event at the BSR Wave Park. And for any kid, that's like, you know, that's like the trip of a lifetime, you yeah. know? And to skip yeah. it a year would just suck. Yeah. But yeah, that's that was, awesome. I mean, you, guys did that. I mean, you know how it is, Jay. Remember when we were Groms and you're in your last year of juniors or boys, you want to win it. And yeah. then it just goes away. You're like, okay, that sucks. So now what? Yeah. yeah. Can't even imagine. Yeah. It's surfing. You're out in the water. Social, social distancing. I don't know. I don't but, uh, even, even I'm bummed that they canceled all the WSL ones. I, I still want to watch. It's just a bummer. Oh, yeah. you're, come on! You're in the you're in the Masters division. Don't 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 shy away. I know you're probably putting the jersey on. Put me in. Put me in. I want to go <laughs> get spots. Were you surfing the uh, West Coast Board Riders? Were you in slow? Yes. Nice. I did a couple of those, but I I had some shockers. I just tended to seem like get get skunked for waves. I hate C Street. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Ventura loves C Street. I can't do it. Yeah. 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 It's a uh, it's a great wave, but you know, again, it's just what time of year they're going to hold the event and if you're lucky to get 12 that's 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 our story of surf competitiveness exactly it was i think it was honestly maybe knee high and i don't think a knee high wave came in for me for like 20 minutes and the guy behind me was so pissed he's like get in i'm like all right i'm trying to get in i want to get in trust me 
So, I don't want to be asking you more than you want me. So we, we talk about, uh, we ask uh, a lot of the same questions of our guests. And, you know, the West Coast Board Riders is, is one of them. And Fantasy Surfer is another. Do you play Fantasy Surfer? Yes. When, when the tour is on? Yep. Yeah. How do you do? You do pretty well? Uh, I do okay. Yeah. Do you, do you play no. in leagues where you put money down or? No, I'm a Taiwan. Bro. <laughs> That's what makes it so much fun. Dude. Is- not, just a trash talking, but the, you know, to make a couple bucks on on yeah. top is just like we we belong to a, a league with a, like what thirty six people or something like that. I, I, don't, more? I don't know. I'm in like three or four. Wow. but it's two hundred dollar buy in. Holy smokes! Yeah, yeah that's too rich year. for me. But that's for the year. <laughs> it's for the year. Come but on. dude, if you if you win one contest, you win three hundred bucks. So you win. Oh, so it's oh, so it's the two hundred is per year, and then three hundred bucks is per contest. <laughs> so they, you know, if you got, oh, that guy's. If you, um, excuse yeah, them Yeah, it's it's two hundred bucks for the for the season, and there's eleven event. I mean, you're looking at like twenty bucks, not even that, an event. But but the the breakdown and the payouts is, I think first and second place get paid yeah. every event, and then there's a grand grand total at the end of the season, first, second, third. It's pretty. It's pretty lucrative if you are a good picker of your team but there's a there's there's some that you know like it's a good promotion for for um for brands or or uh retail shops and surf shops like i think revolution surf and camarillo and ventura yeah they do uh, their own league and i you know i i sell them ruka so i sponsor one of the events so each event we get a little care package for the winner and That's cool. you know we've done some with some surf shapers that have given away a board to the top you know number one at the end of the season so it's it's good to you know to keep keep the community involved and it's just a, a fun way we're all fans of surfing no i i agree i kind of almost think the wsl kind of fumbles the ball on that i mean yeah. i'm a huge fantasy football guy and i mean i'll watch scrub teams to see how my players doing and that's where i think that you know, the WSL should be capitalizing on on a better way to figure out fantasy yeah. surfers. Yeah. Sur- surfers is perfect. Uh, the, the fantasy surfer was perfect. And yeah. what's funny, it's Chris Morrow was the one that Chris introduced fantasy surfer. To yeah, he, he came up with the idea. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. He didn't tell me that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was up in Central he, Cal for he, a while, right? He lived up there. He was. Yeah. Moochie. They called him Moochie when he moved up here. Did you surf with him much, or did you uh, haze him? No, I surfed with him a little bit, but not a lot. He was he was more in North County. He always hung out with Dave Parmenter. He didn't come my way much. Yeah, Bam Bam. No, yeah. that's not. That's wrong, Bam. That's John John. Yeah, uh, John. The, uh, come on, bro. Sorry. Yeah, your that's Parmenter. That was HB. Why always gets his Parmenters uh, mixed up? They're they're dude, they're like water and oil. Yeah, <laughs> completely. <laughs> right. Uh, so what do you? So what else are you doing now? Like with the surf festival, it's like tied into the city now, right? You you were doing the surf event. Now it's part of like, you know, more of a broader like event, or you know, what what happens at these events? Well, our our annual one is 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 the the city. It, that one we're kind of on our own, but we had a cool one going with the city yeah. and the wine people. That was pretty cool because. Actually, it was before board riders. I just thought, hey, it'd be kind of cool to do a fantasy, actually true fantasy surf contest, and but 805 base. So I would pick, I think how many captains did I have? Six or eight captains. And we had a list of all the, you know, 
best surfers in 805 all the way from you know teens all the way down to guys in their 60s and you had to have one guy over i think 45 and one kid under 12 and so we did like a yearly kind of like a mini uh board riders if you will but just for the 805 a little bit different I mean, we had the double whammy typical stuff but you know we had teams and everything and it was and it was pretty cool i mean that, that was a lot of fun and that the city was involved with that and they put in a couple think a thousand or two thousand so the winning team made a, a good chunk of change wow that's really cool yeah hopefully you can bring that back that sounds amazing yeah yeah and, and i felt bad because i think our team won it for like three years in a row <laughs> Who's judging I, this? I just I, I was a guy like i you know hey i'm not going to pick my buddies i'm going to pick the best team to win you know yeah. what i mean i'm in it to win it and you know and then the last year was a team that it was kind of cool because last year the team that won or the year before last because we didn't have a last year was a team that finished second behind us for every like i think every year and so they finally got us back so that was kind of fitting yeah yeah and they, uh, their team stayed the same for all year so that was really impressive so well you're you have a a pretty good relationship you're pretty tight with kelly right as tight as one can be <laughs> so so tell us about that relationship how did that uh how did that grow well, we were, I think there was the Caribbean Cup in uh, Puerto Rico back in the day. WSA and ESA would pick kids and send them to Puerto Rico to be in like a, a contest down there. And they accumulated, I think it was kind of like kind of like the world contest, but a miniature version. And Kelly and Sean were both in that event. And the, I think in like 86 or so. And that's how I met those guys then. And is down in Puerto Rico. Which is like Florida's Hawaii. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that there's some good ways down there, man. I can't complain. That yeah. was a fun trip for coming from all the way from California. I think a lot of Californians declined to go, but it was a blast. I had a great time and I'd, I'd recommend it. So, so that's where you guys met and like got to be chummy and, and the relationship grew from there. Yep. And now I probably text him more than he probably wants me to. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you did he stay at your house you'd stay at his house what 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 um yeah both um back then i think there was actually yeah there was a couple of psas in uh sebastian so we'd fly back and same thing like i was talking about earlier where 10 of us would be on the floor in his mom's house and and you know judy's an amazing woman and, and same with my mom i mean my mom and, and judy and and auntie corinne in hawaii were and, and uncle ron in hawaii were people that just said hey we don't care you know you guys are kids come come sleep on our floor more the merrier i mean i don't think i ever remember any of those people saying no and i remember one trip going to kelly's where i mean i think there was 12 of us on the floor and i was just like this is amazing i mean and judy just wouldn't say no and kelly probably probably pushed the you know the window and on or, you know the buttons on how many people could stay but is like Sean Yano, Peter King, Ricky Schaefer, Akila Ipa, myself, Chris Brown. Um, I mean, I don't remember the rest of them. I mean, it's just because I'm getting old, but it was it was a lot of people. That's rad. And God bless those parents, man. I'm not religious, but bless those parents that were just, you know, tolerant for putting up with us. And, yeah. you know, they were giving us a good – they probably realized, hey, it's better here than somewhere else. And for these sure. kids are all into something good, and, and they're all good kids. Yeah. Yeah, you got to embrace the, the fact that they're, they're doing something – you know, healthy and fun and keeping them out of trouble. I mean, you, you would hope that parents would support that, you know? Yeah. And if it's, hey, I got to go spend a few extra bucks on some food and, you know, throw some kids on the on the floor, then so be it. 
So I know it's it's hindsight's twenty twenty on that stuff too. You look back and you're like, man, I wonder how much they had to spend on all us kids. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we try to eat out as much as possible, but still, you know, you yeah. know, you know, surfers are we're, we're getting into cupboards and eating crap that's around, so it ain't cheap. <laughs> yeah, the cupboard is bare after Larson leaves. <laughs> yeah, uh, I need it all. So so, the reason why I bring that up is because you have gotten to partake at. The ranch, surf ranch, right? Yep, yep. Which, very fortunate. Which not a lot of people, you know, relatively speaking, you know, there's definitely people that have paid their way, but you got an invite from the goat himself, right? Yes, I, I, I was very, very honored. I mean, and thankful. I mean, I couldn't, that was, that's a trip of a lifetime as well. It's when when did amazing. that happen? Tell us about that trip. You cut out there. Sorry. Tell, tell us. Uh, tell us when that happened, and tell us about that trip. Yeah. Was it summer, winter? Was it Was it going off? Was it Was the conditions good? <laughs> no. It was, it was funny. I think the first time he he texted me at like five o'clock at night, and he's like, "Hey, you want to go to the ranch tomorrow?" I'm like, "Uh, yeah, hell yeah!" So I ran up to my wife, and I'm like, "Hey, you know, Kelly's inviting me to the ranch." And I was, you know, jumping out of my skin. She's like, whatever. Because she's like, you mean the ranch in Santa Barbara? And I'm like, no, this ranch in, you know, the wave pool. And so uh, that was, it was just, it, that was so cool. And, and you know, it, it was funny because I didn't know what board to ride and what the wetsuit to wear. But that was just amazing. And and the last time he invited me, it was it was kind of comical because he's one of my other buddies that went on the trip's like, hey, are you going tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I'm surfing tomorrow. He's like, I'm like, where are we going, Pismo? And he's like, no. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so it was just like fun, you know, out of, out of the out of the left field, you know. Yeah, you're cutting out right now, but um, so what happened? Uh, he, you were saying he called you the night before, like seven o'clock, and said, hey, you have an opportunity, you know, I'm inviting you tomorrow, right? So you, did yep. you did you get to spend the whole day there? Yes. Yeah, you yeah. got to get up and jam over there, spend the day, and then drive home. And and it's so bizarre. I mean, you don't really think about it until you're leaving that place at you know six o'clock at night, and you're like, wait a minute, I was just surfing, and I'm out in the middle of farmlands. I mean, yeah. it's it's a pretty damn like amazing wave. It's like El Cap, but you know, for days. Yeah. Yeah. Larson finally, because I you know I work for Kelly. I work for Kelly and I've gotten to partake half a dozen times and it's just so magical, right? Got and, a poach, um, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. And I've only heard about it and watched it a million times. And <laughs> I want to thank our, our good bro, uh, Kelly Swanson, that hooked me up. From On the Beach. On the Beach. Surf Shop. On the Beach Surf Shop. Kelly. That's, that's Monterey, right? Yeah. 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 I know my I know my, some of my surf history. I heard that's a great shop. Johnny Craft and the boys up there told me about that shop. Totally, totally. But he invited us, and we did a podcast with Randy Adler from Moon Doggies. And, um, yeah, Larson finally got to uh, surf some perfect waves, and he ripped them. It was perfect. And he ripped them. But, yeah. Did you try to stay in the barrel the whole time, Jay? What's that? Did you try to stay in the barrel the whole time? Not really. Uh, I was kind of nursing a little bit of a, in, you know, sore back, but I, I mean, you can't not go for the barrel, you know? And yeah. uh, the first, first wave stalled too much, got eaten up by the barrel. 
second wave, I knew I kind of raced it too far, and then every wave after that was on point. <laughs> so it does. Hey, it does if, little... if, you go, if, you, if you go with the momentum crew, you're going to love this one. Here's an inside tip for you. He told me to fuck off last time I told him this. Is I got to go the first time with Conan, yeah. and he kept stalling and falling. And I'm like, dude, I told him the other day, I'm like, hey, I knew you were going to fall, so I could just poach you every time. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it, 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 it's definitely a learning curve. So, how many times have you gone? Uh, two. Two. Nice. That place is so amazing, right? Are you yeah, good at backhand like tube riding? And get better on it too. Are you good at backhand tube riding too? No, I'm not good at tube riding at all. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> I'm either. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'd rather do turns. Dude. But yeah, that, that, that inside section is pretty radical backside. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think about the, the right. That right. That right is definitely hollower than the left. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. But I, I did see, like, it was weird. The last time we were there, they let the lifeguards go out after us. And there was some young kid from, like, Manhattan Beach that was the lifeguard. And he got barreled, like, three times on the left. And, like, legit barrels. And it was ripping. Yeah. And I, I'm like, wait a minute. How did he get barreled there? Like, I don't even remember seeing a barrel there. Yeah. Yeah, I remember went blowing one left. I didn't go as many lefts just because the way the – the group and the people and the way it's set up, but I don't remember the left barreling except for the the last little inside section. And I'm doing turns and like halfway through the wave, and the thing just bottoms out and just barrels. And I freaking again just blew it, and I was so mad. I was like, it doesn't barrel at this part of the wave. I only see it barreling at the end. But yeah, it's it definitely takes a few waves, and you know you got to spend some time there to kind of dial it in. So, well, it's, it's so I got to go back. Blow it. You're like, you want to fall. Kelly, I got to go back. Not not Kelly Swanson, the other Kelly KS. Kelly Slater, let me, come on, bro. Let's go. Well, <laughs> it looks like you might have to. Uh, cool party. You might have to call uh, Walt to get you in. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I bug him. He's like, no. Um, it's random when he hits me up. Yeah. Um, isn't it just crazy how progressive i mean dude how progressive surfing has become from from not just like wave pools which is crazy but the 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 women surfing right it's it's uh the above the lip surfing yeah going back to when your sister was surfing and the, and the big wave surfing yeah going back to what you you're talking about how you know you, your your sister surfed and she's a pretty good surfer but to what they're doing nowadays, it's that just Justine Dupont is that right? is that her name that got the big uh, Jaws barrel? Justine Dupont. I, I think oh, it's yeah. Justine Dupont. Those, they're, they're, those, I mean, all those big wave people are just are amazing. I don't I don't even understand that stuff. I don't it's understand like, it either. I'm so glad I'm not a pro surfer. I'm like I would not be out there. Yeah, that last swell last week is, and then crazy. and then all the Groms like how quick. And what are they going to be doing in the next couple of years? You know what I mean? Like progression-wise. Because yeah. you got like, you know, Sierra Kerr, right? Sierra Kerr? Kerr. Kerr. And then, um, you know, Brooke Jackson Dorian. Like these kids that are coming up, it's just like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of them are well-rounded. Like actually our kid that won the juniors event last year and still frothy, anyone – well, he, he got second in our, our normal event two years ago, and he won our juniors video event. 
He's the kid, Beck Adler, been charging jobs. And Beck he's Adler. a really nice kid from yeah. like Venice. And he's a, just a great kid. And he's and he's not only an incredible giant wave surfer, but he's a great, you know, aerial kid. And it's just like, man, you know, back in the day when, you know, Jay and I were surfing, you're either a big wave guy or a little wave guy or you yeah. had your forte. And these kids nowadays are just, you know, across the field. Yeah. And it's fun to watch like some of these guys like Kelly just riding, you know, three foot boards on 20 foot surf. It's pretty yeah. wild. He's just showing off though. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's making a challenge. He's just being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, shoot, yeah. I, I mean, think uh, we got. Is there anything else you wanted to promote or talk about? Or no, I think you guys nailed it. Like I said, the nonprofit's the really big thing. Like I said, yeah. and I and I think a lot of you know, and I, and and you know, with all the weird turmoil in America, I think people need to start locally and and grow there and give back to their communities and and find a way to somehow get people happy again and yeah. and getting along. I mean, this this whole you know not getting along stuff sucks. I yeah. mean, it's it's not right. That's that's you know, I don't want to get everybody surfing because I want to get a lot of waves. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's figure something out, right, guys? COVID, COVID surfers. Yeah. COVID surfers, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> but it's good Good for... Uh, it's good for the industry. Yeah, good for the It sport. is good for the industry. Like, everybody's selling out of everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got to get up and come visit. Um, I don't I don't travel that much past North. Santa Barbara, yeah, because that's the end of my territory. But um, Oh, come on, man. That's only like 40 minutes away, and you can grab Chris Malloy on your way up. I know. We got to come up and uh, do some shredding. Like, the next few months is, is your prime time, so... Yeah. We'll yeah, just, just give me a heads up. Let me know. Yeah. Nice. Well, Walt, thanks for your time. Any any yeah. uh, any nicknames? Yeah, I know I got Pismo Mare. Well, that, the other one was the Frothy Golden Retriever. Oh, when I had, when I had hair, but I don't have retriever. hair anymore, so the hair's gone. <laughs> yeah, me and you both, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, right? Yeah, it's all good though. It's just hair. Well, it's good exactly. to see you're, you're healthy and, and surfing every day and, and um, you know, contributing, like you said, to your local surf community and, and looking after the next generation. I mean, yeah. that's really, really great. I wish more more of us and people could do that, you know, keep the keep the love and the positivity, uh, positivity uh, going forward. Yeah. Yep, like I said, there's great events out there still, like the Manihoni event on you know at Ali'i. I mean, it's 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 amazing that people are still spearheading that. So, I'm proud of the surfers. We're 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 a good group. Yeah. Cool. Well, you gave us a great idea. Once uh, we can figure out the logistics, we're gonna do late night with Chalky movies, movie night, movie nights. Because we're yeah, they, still they, they, they hey, because we're was, still frothy. We're still frothing. There, there wasn't a steam. Their steam surf shop used to do the same thing like you guys are talking about. They would throw up the, on the projector on their yeah. wall, like outside, throw surf movies up. I mean, have yeah. the kids come down, sell popcorn, whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll get bonsai bard. We'll get there bonsai bowls to come and do some bowls and and do it at steam. Yep, and have exactly. a still frothy giveaway um, scholarships. Exactly, <laughs> you got it. Bring the popcorn. Yeah, exactly. Well, shoot, man. Let me take a a quick picture, but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna hit you up for uh, some photos and stuff and video. Yeah. Okay. And and get some archives out. You know, I know there's some. You got some gems oh, in there. Oh, dude. I'll dig. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
Happy Friday. Um, Likewise. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, stay healthy. I'm glad we we finally got this nailed out with all the technical difficulties we've had. <laughs> yeah, that was that was smooth after we finally got it all worked out. Yeah. We're, we're rookies. I think we needed to have beer and wine. <laughs> yes, the Modelo. Yeah. And the, and, the, and the Ashlands. I love the Ashlands. All right, brother. All right, guys. Thanks. Thank you. See ya. Peace. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.